got a topic i do have one i you know i thought of a couple on the way over here and like i probably forget those did we talk about getting aids from the scrapyard <laughs> what <laughs> no <laughs> no we'll Jeez, about this gonna be a good one. No. did you not get aids from doing your axle the other no. day well uh, we'll, we'll mix it but uh i i'll, I'll leave it uh I'll leave the story untold, but we'll just have a topic on that. Because when I was talking to Josh about the uh, poop spray the other day, um, he mentioned he was working on a, a skid steer at the water treatment facility, and he got pink eye when he worked on it. <laughs> so the, ne- the next time he went over there, he's like, you have to clean this bitch out. And he cleaned it. Well, then he opens up the bottom of the skid steer, and it's all still dirty. And he's like, no, clean all of this out. Take the belly pans off and just pressure wash it then i'll come work on it and then i gotta shake the camera <laughs> and then the guy i'll keep my hands to myself but i got armrests on this one so word that's uh oh no sponsorships there. no sorry but um my thing was the scrapyard i was working at they had a wash station i was like how screwed up would it be if you like washed your hands and you had a cut on it and you grabbed the the bottle of hand cleaner that's a million different people have touched, touched and it, yeah. then it's like next thing you know you're like well i have aids and <laughs> that's probably the place i got it from <laughs> your wife's like what the hell happened what are you what are you doing i'm like i yeah. swear i was just who working at the scrapyard <laughs> who is she oh my God. or he i'm sorry no. <laughs> um but first off I just want to apologize to the people for the echo, if there is an echo, because I hear it, and it's it's screwing me up. You're recording already, huh? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we should just get to it, right? Let's get into it. What's up, bros? It's your boy. Dude, I've been listening to this uh, band called The Beths. They're out of New Zealand, and I find myself like, he'd... Talking about my head. Trying to get some, some <laughs> accent to get some, there. Uh, and all these weird, weird words, how they talk over there in New Zealand. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, it's your boy Colton McCormack. Who is this guy? This guy. I am Joe Cashin, <laughs> owner and operator of Black Flag Services. Uh, the shop janitor, the shop foreman, the parts runner. The one that gets blamed for all the mess up. Did you say janitor? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, and actually, breaking news, we've hired some help around here to clean, so I guess that title may shortly be uh, eliminated from my category. Word. Uh, Anyways, we're off to do, a fantastic start here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do we have a, a special guest? Are you special? or Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. I Well... I was going to introduce you and be like, but I'll just let you introduce yourself because I was going to call you off balance. 
Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah. Okay, so, I just want to make sure before I make a stupid <laughs> ass of myself. It's, no, it's balance. Dude, I get uh, balance all the time. Like, it's Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I introduced I, my kid to Joe Dirt last night. <laughs> Joe Dirt. <Dirt-head. laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but uh, I'm Chris Balance. Uh, I'm an overhead grain technician out of, I'm just going to say Texas in general. Um, but, yeah. Texas isn't that big, though, so... Yeah, it depends on how you drive it. <laughs> uh, we're over here in Joe's shop. His idea, by the way. Yeah, because I'm uh, I'm actually getting texted right now, but I'm waiting. no 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 nothing. Oh. No, I just need to remember to drop the dog off. Okay, so <laughs> I told you right before we start recording. So we're on baby watch, whatever you want to call it, with Joe's yeah. wife, and so. We're staying yeah, close. If I just hop up out of here and leave, just lock the doors on your way out. <laughs> Shut up. You got just time. Yeah. Hold it in. I don't in, know if she'd feel in. that way. No. <laughs> just, she said I'm not allowed to talk crap on her today. So. We don't ever talk crap. <laughs> Jerk. Well, anyway, I guess we could get into this episode and uh, do the usual same podcast, different episode. What episode number is this? It's going to be 65. 65. That's crazy. Did you think you'd make it this far? No. I have a feeling yeah. it's just going to drop off one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to quit. Episode 66, else. Colton's last episode. Yeah. No. Peace out. That's all it's going to say. And Colton's here to make it big time. One day. He's going to have that thousand episode anniversary, 2020, or hold on, like 2075 maybe. But <laughs> yeah. No. We're only pumping out 25 <laughs> episodes a year, you guys. The um, that one you sent me the other day, I was like, I'm sure you enjoyed this, Colton. I have no idea what's going on Dude, with this podcast. So many so people. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just lost the stories here. were fucking hilarious that he yeah. was telling. I'm not going to say the name of yeah. it. I'm not giving them any. They no, just started no shout outs. No. Yeah, they just started that podcast and they got like a huge following. It's because they're famous yeah. bastards. Well, you just need to be famous. Fuck, one day, hopefully. Ask their own that he is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got over 200,000 all time listens and I only got 139 reviews on iTunes. What's yeah. up with that shit? 139 is pretty good. Not bad. You got 345 well, how stars. How many on unique Spotify. listeners, though? Do you know that? Uh, Seven. Jesus, did you no. hear that? Uh, unique as in like other countries? Well, are you capable of uh, identifying like who the actual listeners are? So if you have 65 episodes, can you break that down on mm-hmm. how many individual people have listened or just it's downloads? See, I don't know if I really don't know how that works. I don't know if it's like all time downloads. You need to get a or manager. Listen, listens. Listens because it doesn't tell you, right. but it does say unique as in like other countries, yeah. or female or male or iTunes versus Spotify, yeah. all that stuff. Spotify only. So <laughs> no you can break it down to like a like a location demographic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Fort Worth, Colton just leaves it on repeat <laughs> while he's at work, <laughs> so he can boost those <laughs> yeah, numbers. He has like listening? seven phones in his garage on the charger, all playing the episode at once. That's a good idea. Just boost your numbers loop it <laughs> all 60 whatever episodes loop it i'm sure someone does that somewhere those, those um i've heard a lot of interesting things on like streaming numbers how a lot of them are made up or like the i guess it's essentially kind of like a rigged game so if you get in good like with the spotify or somebody and they put you on these playlists that guarantee you get a certain amount of streams just because you're on the playlist 
then uh, obviously your numbers do better. But they're talking about how the um, – I don't remember what I was listening to, but they were talking about the music industry and how a lot of the numbers are rigged when it was on radio because based on who – that who liked you or whose manager knew somebody yeah. or who, you know, whose record label knew or had the inside connects. So it'd be real easy to make something artificially popular. Well, I'm sure I could pay somebody yeah. and they make my numbers go up, but some, some guy in his, in a scam system yeah. in India that just has like a thousand phones. Cause and, that's what a lot of people do on like TikTok and stuff. Right. They'll pay somebody and then you get like 14,000 followers in a day or something like that or instagram but no we're we're working hard all natural yeah. grassroots blue collar no steroids added, <laughs> no <Yeah>. steroids added. <laughs> some food anyway how's, how's work been <laughs> hold on <laughs> i went like that and shook my belly i was in my old i almost said the fucking company name i was in my old work at the john deere dealer the other day and i saw one of the salesmen He's got a big old straggly beard now and long ass hair. And I'm like, what's all this? You know, pointing. And he goes, what's all this? <laughs> it's in my belly. Well, that's my wife's fault. <laughs> Gone soft over there. How's work been? Mm-hmm. It's been cold. Yeah. Oh, shit. I've Te- gotten Texas lucky. Texas cold. I've gotten lucky. Though. I've been stuck in the shop. Yeah. I tore down a water truck yesterday. Good old Max Force. Y'all going to remember to drain all your water pumps this weekend? Hey, that's on the cruise. Yeah. That's just more work for me. But right. Job uh, security. Yep. I, uh, because we have one of them internationals with the Max Force with a blown engine. Right. So boss found a 97 international DT 466, yeah. I think. Do a body swap. Yeah. Swap everything over. I was going to say, just do an engine swap on that. <laughs> nah, fuck that. Put you a 12 valve Cummins in that thing. Remember that? Vehicle I showed you the other day yeah. with the panel. Yeah. How sick would that be? That'd be yeah. real sick. We don't need to talk about yeah. that right now. We're Keep trying to hush. Dude, that thing that was posted for five thousand dollars like yeah. months ago. And I I would have bought it. I told him I'd take uh, I said, Would you take twenty five hundred? Of course, low balling out there on yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. What else is there to do? <laughs> but uh at the time he's like, No, I'm firm on my price and it's dropped significantly. It's fifteen hundred bucks for it now. I'm like, I should just go buy it. I want Enough. to Somebody's going to do the old yeah. reverse engineering and go buy that panel out from underneath you. I, uh, so is what we're talking about is I would like to find a vehicle old. I talked about kind of on the last episode a little bit. I'm trying to find an older vehicle and I want to put, I want to leave it all patinaed like it is and then put my logo on it, but like sand it down. So it looks old. Well, when like you a have rustic a stick look, yeah, yes. When you have a real business and you can write stuff off, don't hey, be a dick. that's advertising. Hurts. Yeah. Well, I just want a podcasting vehicle so I can travel in my pod podcasting yeah. vehicle. Take it to all the cool things. But I did. I want the bus so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I want the bus. There is a school bus. If anybody's interested, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> is that a short bus? No, no it's, it's a, a very long one yeah. with the seven three <laughs> international in it. Ooh, fucking want it so bad. The uh, do your kind of just like a van life. You seen those where they go through and throw all the seats out? Well, I just if I can get that panel, it's gonna be like small recliners. Put like four recliners in it. A bean bag, mic stands. How sick would that be? 
like a traveling podcast yeah. studio. Yeah. That'd yes. be cool. I still think the white van that says something like free candy on the outside. Oh, we could do that. be more your style. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. But yeah. Uh, we'll trade candy for podcasts. <laughs> That's amazing. TM. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if I can get like something like that together, but we're, me and Joe were trying to come up with ideas on how to raise money through the podcast for a podcast vehicle, but I don't know. We'll see. Let's jump into it. Fuck this. Before we do, okay. on that note, <laughs> um, have you noticed all these stupid giveaway vehicles that buy my merch and I'll give you away a vehicle? And it's like everyone's doing it. and um, Tagging us well, in it? Uh, they didn't tag me. I don't know. But <sighs> I've just come across them. And I, I guess I watched like one video too long and then my algorithm's like, oh, you need to watch these videos. And I got like four in a row. Yes. And I was just like, what is with this? And in my opinion it was like there's some of them that are like pretty sick but some of them are just like dude that's like a 2006 f-350 i mean painted blue with 22.5s and a gooseneck and a skid steer no i saw one the other day it was like it's like oh it's a 95 12 valve yeah i was like you're like find that facebook marketplace for like six grand and it looks better sell like twenty thousand dollars worth of merch and give away a forty five hundred dollar truck I know a lot of guys that do raffles with motorcycles, and I always yeah. like, oh, I'll throw a couple, couple bills at it or whatever. And you ever won fucking one? Win. No, no. I hate that shit. It's like playing the lottery. It's a scam. A waste of money. Well, some dudes just can dump you know a couple hundred bucks for a few spots, and they yeah. usually win. I'm only like, oh, I can only afford two spots. <laughs> Save your money. You would have had another motorcycle by now. By the way, motherfuckers, bouncing off of that, uh, if somebody does a giveaway, stop tagging the certified wrench and everything. God damn it. No free advertising. No, it's not even that. It's like, you can win this five-gallon bucket with a wrench in it. And then I get tagged fucking 65 times. Oh, it's like if you tag two of your friends or what? Tag three friends, share this, like the page. Everyone's like, we we know Colton, so he's a free throwaway. I don't have three friends, so... I'll tag my one friend and Colton and the certified rent. Or, you know, getting the, I say this all the time, getting the same goddamn video from 25 people. The Milwaukee video. Milwaukee, uh, something that CJ did on TikTok. It yeah. comes to me. He still needs to be on the pod, though. Uh, one of these days. Get that pod van and go drive down there to Florida. Florida. It'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just show up at his front door. That wouldn't be weird, would it? <clears throat> Wait till the summer months before you drive down there. Oh. Oh. Anyways, Chris, we're hop right into it. Let's talk to Chris. How you're kind of sitting over there like, oh, do, do, do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do the same type of podcast now. Let's go ahead and talk about you a little bit and how you got into the industry and blah, blah, blah. First of all. <laughs> What? No. Oh. Um, <clears throat> Wait. Are you a fan of the podcast? Yes. Are you nervous? No. Okay. Yeah, there's nothing to be nervous about. Dude, some people get on here and they're like... Like, Josh <laughs> Davey was really bad. Yeah. He was really shaky He's a at hurt, first. Though, dude. And then he, as soon as he realized, oh, okay, this yeah. is cool, it was on. It's a conversation with a microphone in your face. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So let's talk about you with a... Where are you from? What do you do? So I'm from uh, Houston, Texas. Down Uh, the road. Yeah, about three, four hours, depending on how you drive it. 
Um, a little closer. Better? Yeah. There we go. So what I do is I'm an overhead bridge crane technician. I work on electrical bridge cranes and a rubber tire gantry, which is pretty much a giant A-frame hoist with tires the size of you that stand up 60 feet in the air, if not more. So you'd probably be more versed in your electrical side of things than uh, uh, diesel engines. What so, could you tell me about ones and zeros? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Communication? Don't look at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not nothing. But as far as electrical, yeah, I'm mostly an electrical technician. Most of them are uh, 480 volts, uh, three-phase, 60 hertz, or if you want to go into the whole technical aspect of it. it's Don't all, want to get shocked by that. Yeah, so it's 480 volt power, and then your control circuits, like on a truck or something, will be 12 or 24 volt. It's usually 120 AC, like what's in your your outlet in your house. Right. Or you have some of the, when you get into your bigger cranes, and like since I work for an actual crane manufacturer, so we actually manufacture our cranes and we're based out of Spain. Our cranes have 24 volt and 12 volt circuits in those as well. So, so your manuals are probably all translated. Or <laughs> it's like the Hitachi manuals. Yeah. Well, I was Check just wire. Pat Car is a uh, DAF, DAF. They're out of, I think, somewhere in Europe. I could be wrong, but their manuals have all been translated like three different times. So sometimes you'll be reading That's a good. manual and you're like, this does not make any sense. Yeah, but check wire. Yeah. Which one? That's got to yeah. suck. Yeah, but um, on stuff like that, how's the, the troubleshooting, especially if you're working for a manufacturer, uh, are they pretty easy to go and uh, get a hold of like an engineer or something? So the cool thing is, is um, my direct boss, uh, his name's also Chris. His part of his job is to troubleshoot over the phone for all the techs, all the service technicians in the U.S. for our equipment. So, and he has the he has access to pull up every print for every type of crane that we've ever manufactured. So, if we're on a crane and we're troubleshooting, and we're talking about panels that are about tall as me, and I'm like five four, I'm very right. short, guys. <laughs> Well, you get to ride those scissor lifts, so scissor lifts, man yeah. lifts, boom lifts, man baskets on forklifts. It's it's man it's on man fun. <laughs> it's 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 fun, but so when we're in these panels and it's relays going to drives that come to, we have load limiters and stuff. It's a crane, so right. If we ever get tripped up or there's some point that we don't understand, we have the we have access to be able to call my boss and he'll sit there and be like okay check this wire terminal number with this tell me what the voltage is and he can go through diagnostic steps that we don't have access to in the field over the phone as far as but we also work on equipment that's not that we don't manufacture so as far as that goes it's just the same as anything else it's hey there's a problem i gotta figure it out right um what uh what what would you consider your typical uh job site with the gantry or, or the kind of overhead hoist that you work on a lot of the same kind of uh mostly american manufacturing yeah. so um quite a few steel mills it depends on where you are in the u.s but like if you come up north you're a lot of steel mills right uh we have one out of beaumont texas that we do a lot of work in we actually we actually have a few techs there that are hanging putting cranes up this week so it's it's everything from troubleshooting to installation. 
troubleshoot. We have an install department yeah. that they're mostly like welders and fabricators have some electrical experience, not to the extent of a service technician, but they they will put them up in the air, and if they have any problems, we'll send service out and stuff like that. You ever get those? Uh, my crane's not working, and they just have like a shut off switch turned off. You drive all the way out there, and it's like <laughs> they push the stop power button. No. I had one. Uh, I had one recently that was the double A batteries and the oh, remote. I was going to say the, the batteries and the remote died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the double A batteries, they weren't even dead. They were put in backwards. So oh. they had the positive to the negative and the negative to the positive. So I just opened the remote, flipped the batteries <laughs> around, tightened the screw, and was like, here you go. Yeah, I wouldn't even told them. I would yeah. just been like, look at, hold yeah. on, watch this. You know, and <laughs> close your eyes yeah. and wave your hand over it. Check it out. Yeah, magic fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was working for. Uh, when I first got into the industry, I was working for another company and we had driven, I wasn't in a truck yet. So I was, uh, I was a helper. Uh, I was riding with a old man named Kevin and he actually works for us now, but we had drove all the way down from, if you're familiar with Texas, it's like a three hour drive. It's from Houston to Port Lavodka. Mm-hmm. And we get there, it's in this chemical plant. So we have to go through training to get in there and we're having escort yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're looking at like the crane won't move. Press the button, nothing. Walking down and I look up, it's like, oh, there's a light. So usually on these cranes, that when the remote's turned on, the light turns on. And your warning horn circuit is usually outside if you're like, so you can run your horn without turning the crane on. So when you turn the crane on, the horn fires and they got power. So everyone in the shop knows, hey, the crane's moving. It's safety. Out. Yeah, it's Swing a safety. It's a safety device because looking up is a hard concept. <laughs> My service truck does that, and I hate it. Beep. When I turn the re- the remote on, it honks. Yeah, it's gay. It's so dumb. I hate it. Anyway, Colton calls safety gay. I walk down. <laughs> yeah, safety is important, Colton. Okay, always wear your hard hat and your glasses. <laughs> Do not swing from yeah. in your harness yeah. from the crane. Oh, no. <laughs> You don't even want to know yeah. what I've done with my crane. I was going to say, this guy that I used to work with. Bypass um, the limits. Yeah. yeah. I love people like you. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was talking uh, one day. He said he worked for a Caterpillar reman facility on the on the big engines. And he said it was a Saturday and they made everybody come in and it was slow. And they were hanging each other from the harnesses and <laughs> putting them down the line on the overhead. <laughs> That's awesome. And the service manager just show up and to show up and they all got rode up. But he's like, we're having a good time back there. <laughs> anyway, go on with the, I but I'm interested. I won. Uh, I walked in, I walked in there and I go over to the wall and I, there's a big sign that says overhead crane disconnect. And it says on off real big. Like I'm talking about these letters about a foot tall <laughs> and I see it turned yeah. off. Yeah. Flipped it on. Hey, yeah. crane works. Back to genius, back in I? business. Let's drive the three and a half hours back to where I came from. Yeah, so that's the easy ones. What does a what does a hard one look like on? Well, excuse my wording there. What does a hard or difficult repair look like to you? So there's different concepts to it. So like for when you're working on equipment on the ground, you have access to an entire service truck right there. You have right. every tool you need. There's a lot of times where it's, okay, hey, you have to park your truck truck outside the building because there's no way to get anywhere near your crane. Then you have to go up in a man lift, and you're up there by yourself in the air. There's other cranes on the runway just move, still moving. You're hoping that they don't run into you and knock you in the man lift and everything else over. But you have these giant electric motors, so 
we don't have cranes on our trucks. Like right. we, we drive, like, as you said earlier, it's like a plumber's bed, mm-hmm. 2,500 HD with a little six cabinet service bed. I have a rat pack of mine full of parts, but you'll have to go up there and you have the motor. Okay. The motor's burned up. So we're over there with ch- your hanging chain falls off the ceiling, trying to pull a motor by yourself and chain falling it down as far as yeah. you can, getting the man lift under yeah. it, setting it in there and bringing it down to the ground and stuff like that. Like you have every once in a while, we have to do stuff like that by yourself. It's just you. So you get really creative on, you get on how to rig, uh, how to move things that don't aren't meant to be moved with the limited amount of equipment we do have. Mm-hmm. It's wild. You ever uh, do them inside a, like a hot work facility where they get the steel pouring and all that? Yeah. The place down in Beaumont, uh, that I was talking about earlier. That's like that. They're, the crane we're putting up, I think it's on their billet line. So it's where they melt down the steel billets of whatever type it's of metal nice it is. It's nice and toasty in there. Yeah, I was going to say, Dude, is it it's hot? it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. It's so hot. And heat rises, so you're probably right under the roof and you feel no, like you're baking sucks. in an oven. It sucks. I, I talked to a guy who he said that's all that he used to do. is uh, He was a maintenance uh, facility maintenance guy, and he was doing the motors and everything on the overheads. And he was talking about how uh, – you had limited uh you had to be in there for so long then you had to get out and cool down then you had to go back in yeah. so it was it was sounded like a lot of fun of uh you can't just work until it's done you pretty much have to come in and out and Depends schedule your place. time or don't ever yeah. say that again come yeah. in and out oh, hey <laughs> you're over here playing on your phone yeah man. i gotta get good footage yeah. for stuff um for the instagram yeah so you remember that tiktok i just posted you know trying to trying to come up with topic uh, right. uh, <laughs> uh, that's how i feel today yeah we got um we got one we talked about earlier if you want to there's a couple yeah. that i want to hit on um, we could bounce off but are you we gotta we gotta let this yeah. guy finish his uh his stuff here you got, got any questions magic for fingers over yeah. here not yet yeah not yet uh, did you already finish your background? Am I just missing something here? Pretty much background is I started as an electrician. Um, did yeah, turnarounds right. in chemical plant facilities, built fractionators. Um, went from there, did that, got all the way to the journeyman level. Uh, did everything but take my uh, state exam before I left. I ended up leaving and going into marine mechanics, so rebuilding boat engines, outboards, inboards, Uh-oh. stuff like that on yachts. No. My luck, I'll be down in there and pull the wrong thing and the ship sink. Well, I'm down in it's, there. That's a drain plug, right? Yeah, it's a drain plug. The cool thing about boats is everything, your main uh, boat engine manufacturers, they're 305 and 454 Chevy blocks. Yeah. So everything that bolts to the block is standard. If it doesn't bolt to the block, it's metric. Yeah. It's, oh. it's really dumb. You got to carry a lot of extra tools. So there. it's a lot of extra tools. But the cool part about that job is they, I worked out of Kima, Texas, and it's real fancy. Bunch everyone who owns a yacht lives there, right? And so we go and do these overhauls on their yachts. We get them running. Then you have to go sea trial them. So every Friday we got to take yeah. these giant yachts out and throw a party in yeah. Clear Lake <laughs> and business. just yeah. just like run the yeah. hell out of them. Hopefully nothing breaks. Yeah. <laughs> but left there, uh, went to work for a little performance diesel shop out of Pasadena worked there for a while. Um, they paid cash. So I was like, let's yeah. go. 
create collect the unemployment and get paid cash kind of thing. Oh, I am not responsible for this guy. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Trade secrets. <laughs> I know a few places like that. I'm I've worked lie. at a few places like that. Yeah, we. I think we all have at one point in our career. No longer in business yeah. type yeah. people. Yeah, no, these guys are still in business. They're legit now, and they're actually. What's the name of the company? No, I'm just yeah, we're not going there. <laughs> the owner's a friend of mine. No, oh, but that's even better. But uh, worked there for a while, and then I needed a job. I was like, I was sick of that place. I wasn't making enough money. I had my second kid on the way. And so I found, I was going through Google one day and they're like electrical experience required overhead crane technician. I applied and I got the job, oh. ended up as a helper, rode in the truck for about a year. Um, ended up leaving that first company cause they were on a hiring freeze during COVID. So when COVID first started, I was freaking out. What's COVID? Yeah. They're spicy. Never cough. heard of it. Okay. <laughs> But they had a raise freeze and hiring freeze. So, like, I was doing technician work and getting paid as helper pay and didn't have a truck I could take home. And I'm sure there was plenty of other places hiring. (laughs) Well, at the very beginning of COVID, I do remember that where it's like, like you said, everybody just freaked out. But in Texas, it to me, I feel like it lasted like a month. And then everyone's like, eh, we're going back about business. Eh, Kind uh, of for, for for that company, kind of. Um, I ended up leaving because of it because I wanted a truck. Oh, I thought you said, okay, I thought you were saying I had to believe in the company. He said I had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I had to leave. Like, yeah. why would you believe in a company? Just, just believe in it. No, <laughs> no, there was no faith after. Yeah. When you're paying me <laughs> helper idiot. wages and you're t- telling me to go up there and pull a motor by myself, there is no faith. Yeah, you go, well, that's going to require a couple extra bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. So you end up leaving there. Ended up leaving there and got my first service truck, which was a F two fifty single cab long bed fleet side with a toolbox that didn't sit set on the bed rails. It sat like in with inside the bed mm. rails, and that's all we could put on the truck. They wouldn't let you have side boxes, nothing. And they were like, "Go do your job with this." You go that that's the kind of truck you can fit that tool uh, kit that you posted the other day. Which one? The little uh, the kitty little kid tool one. kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to show up to a job site with those one day. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> how can I fix it? Yeah. I'm oh, here to help. Damn it. I'm, I'm playing playing footsies footsies over here. Bob I'm trying to move my legs. My, my knees are mm. old. No. Well, we could talk about yeah. that. What, fucking knees? the cold. No, the cold yeah. weather and my hands and my, everything. Everyone my in North are... Dakota is calling you a little pussy right Probably. now. Probably. My hands have been cramping up for the last week. The other day, I posted on Instagram that it's too cold for this shit. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, up here and wherever, it's it's minus minus 40. Like, shut the fuck up. It's not a competition. I'm just letting you know it's goddamn cold. I I will say Texas cold and the rest of the world cold is two different animals. We have a wet cold. It is miserable. I just know when it gets... To where I got to put a jacket on, I go, I'd rather be working in 100 degrees than working in this. Uh-huh. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because I hate working in jackets, especially like the tight ones down at the right. bottom. You go reach yeah. up and yeah. it gets stuck on your belly and yeah. hang, your belly's hanging out. Bibs <laughs> are my best friend. Yeah. The, um, Until you fart in them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Are you... <laughs> Are you unzipping and smelling it? No, it fucking yeah. wafts up the top. 
You just kind of lay on a tire and it's like it pushes it right off the top. <laughs> Get a mouthful. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the weather, we were um, I posted about it on Instagram there, but me and one of my guys went out to uh, swap an axle on a sky track the other day that had just broke off uh, the axle end. And um, so the whole story on it was the machine's like a 2013 and it's got like 5,000 hours on it. So it's pretty well worn in. And um, they go, uh, Hey, can you come look at this? I go out there. I told them what's broken. I tried to get a parts quote to replace that axle end because you can separate it from the differential. And um, of course, the JLG dealer out here is pretty useless and I never got anything back from them. And then I talked to my buddy who does it with the telehandler parts and he's like, Oh yeah. Um, the, all the parts are on national back order. They don't have any ETA, uh, but we can get you a complete axle. And I'm like, well, how much is that? He says, Oh, it's $21,000 for a new axle. Fuck. Yeah. Well, get this. <laughs> then he, he keeps digging. He goes, Oh, well that was a Dana axle. Uh, the ZF axle that it has on there, that axle's uh, also in stock, but it's actually thirty-one thousand mm. dollars. And I'm like, well, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna go for that because this machine's not even worth that much. Don't buy a new machine. Yep. Well, um, I ended up asking in the in the Facebook group about uh, if anybody had spare parts laying around. I got a hold of a guy out of North Dallas that um, he actually had an axle that worked, and he sold it to me for a good price, and the customer. Uh, approved it so we swapped that used axle in there but the day we went out to take it out that wind was blowing real hard on monday and right where the machine broke down it was on the side of a retaining pond for a water treatment facility and it was where the inlet came in and it was uh the wind was blowing directly against it so where i would have had to park my service truck to get to this thing we would have just been catching that mist of all that poo water getting pink eye like yeah, Josh. <laughs> yeah so anyways I, I took that machine and i just put that boom all the way out to try and get a little bit of weight off of that back end and put it in drive and drove that thing on three wheels about 30 <laughs> feet to where i could work on it but that day it was blowing i mean it was only like 40 degrees out but of course like you were talking about texas uh your texas fingers in that kind of cold i'm like dude i don't know what's going on over here my hands are stopped working and uh anyways i put some gloves on and grew a pair but Fuck. we got that thing out of there and uh i was like i'm glad that machine moved because i was not gonna work in that that little ocean brown ocean mist there i remember i remember when i first moved here i was out trying to diagnose a backhoe and it had wiring issues and it was like it was 13 degrees outside, but with the crosswind, it was like seven. And I'm trying to like separate these wires and I had to take my hands out of the gloves. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> if safety asks, we all wear our gloves at yeah. all times. No, fuck safety. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, safety trying is to, gay. Trying to pull these wires apart so I can unpin them and stuff, you know, and like had to take my gloves off. And oh, God, it was, it, it sucked. It's like getting rid of the snow the next day type thing. I don't even remember, but yeah, it was bad. We keep interrupting you. No, you're all good. The, We're yeah. talking about job sites. I know, but yeah. keep you gotta you gotta tell everybody their background because that's everybody's long story part. short. Long story <laughs> short, I went from that company to two others where they're a short stint, and now I'm where I'm at now, and I have no plans on leaving. It's they, good. They take really good care of us. My boss. Uh, 
I have a boss that he's the service manager of the entire U S branch of service. Mm. And he's on a crane. He's working nights in Amarillo, Texas tonight because he doesn't want to send one of his texts cause we're all tired. So Sounds I like have a pretty a, good boss. I have a really good boss. He's, hiring? I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's, he's a tech tr- through and through. So I have no plans on leaving. As long as he's in that position, I'll probably stay where I'm at. Good. Speaking of, have you had bosses that are not techs and have you had bosses that are techs or previous experience with techs? I know now the, the background on your boss, but oh, yeah. uh, we could kind of expand on that. Oh, because here's one thing. When I was at the truck dealers, um, a lot of times they would promote kind of the top uh, technician. They'd move them into a service manager, foreman, whatever. And once I got onto the office side, it seemed like they completely lost their mind of what it was like to be a mechanic. And it's like, hey, buddy, look, I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job, but you're over here asking me to do something that I'm not incapable of doing. But it's just like, you know, oh, the parts are going to be here at, you know, 445. You think you could wrap it up? And it's like, well, I mean, yes and no. But like, do you want me to do the job right or you want me to just throw the parts on there or yeah. Yeah. You get those kind of those kind of guys and it can be frustrating sometimes, but also you get the guys with no experience and then it's kind of like you got to babysit them. Hey, uh, you said you needed to replace this. Why? And it's like you got to sit there and explain to them so that they can explain to a customer and then they never explain it right to the customer. And the customers over there are just completely lost. And you're like, let me talk to the customer. <laughs> but they used to never let us talk to the customer directly at the truck dealers. So that's, which is stupid. Yeah. I'm like, uh, did you send me one? Somebody sent me one. It's like when the, when the mechanic has to talk to the, the customer. Probably. I don't yeah. do. We, well, I don't even too know. many. Somebody yeah. sent me one the other day, but the, the customer, it was a pretty accurate representation of what it's like talking to a customer sometimes. They're like, well, uh, your brake pads are down to one millimeter. And they're like, well, can I just go away with that? And, get you know, I don't have to replace them right now, do I? It's like, dude went pretty off on that customer. But, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've worked for a few. I have a weird take on this whole topic. If you, I honestly believe if you expect, so there's no incentive for technicians to move into management because we make less money. Right. We make more money in the overtime and the hours we bill out as a technician than when, than you do sitting in an office on a salary. So not a lot of technicians want to move into that service manager role or a service advisor or a planner or something in the office where they're more support staff than on the front lines of actually turning wrenches. So honestly, that's the one thing I wish would change across the board is if you expect a technician with a technical background to actually move into that role, then we need to pay them what close to what they would make as a tech. And it might like, if you're clearing $150,000 a year as a technician and you're going down to a service advisor role that pays 75, there's no incentive. I look real good on camera. Yeah. So, you know, so you look real good. And I said, that looked good on camera. What you just did. (laughs) We all saw that. Yeah. The, um, I, as far as working for people, you know, that might not have the background that we do that become managers. It's kind of a give or take thing though, because I've worked for some really good people 
have not worked on machines or anything, but they're really good at management and, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. their time, whatever. My wife's never worked <clears throat> on a machine, maybe. Yes. And she's fucking... A good supervisor, from what I hear, Skeeter. Yeah, you must be lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have some she doesn't like supervise that you office. at home, or what? <sighs> She's just an asshole. Um, so it, it's kind of tough, but I've, I've, mm, the deer dealer that I worked at, right here, right? Uh, guy came from like waste management or some shit. He was a fucking idiot. Still is. I don't know how he still has a job, but what do I know? You're just a mechanic. Damn, them dick sucking skills real good over there. Now, my planner right now, or our schedule, our dispatch, he came from truck dispatch, like logistical. And he's great at telling technicians, hey, you're here, go here. And that's all we need him to do. And he's great at it. And I love working for the guy. But I do believe, like, if you expect a technician to go into that role, they need to and have to use his technical background. You need to pay, we need to pay technicians. Yeah. They, they at least need to be financially compensated for it because there's no incentive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't know? No. Sure what do you know? Nothing. Nothing much. I know Just that podcasting is a pain in the ass. <laughs> the um, Sorry, I'm over here burping and trying to keep. <laughs> the uh, what? The what? What were you going to say? You don't even know. You lost your train of thought. One of the truck dealers I worked at, I looked at... um. Not that I ever wanted to be, but I looked at a job posting for a service. I think it was even assistant service manager. It was like, you must have a four-year degree in something, something. I'm like, well, that disqualifies about like 90% of the mechanics. But here's the thing about degrees, I think, and even being on this side of uh, the business aspect of it now, having to do hire and fire and all that kind of fun stuff. You can look at somebody's resume and... They can say that they've been to every single schooling they've ever been to, but it's it's kind of like show me what you're about, and then I can tell you. And that that's a that's the hard part when it comes down to pay. A lot of the times, it's like, well, we want to start you off on something that's not going to screw us, but we also want to something start you off where it's uh, it benefits you to come work for the company. But um, it could real easily turn into, well, I way overpaid this person, or you know. I way underpaid this person in that aspect. You should be able to pay them what they're worth. But a lot of places I feel like they get you in on the, the initial one. And it's like, well, he's worth way more than this, but let's not tell him that because mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, they might find out they could be making 10 bucks more an hour or something like that. That's, and that's, what's frustrating about the industry is I feel like regardless, the company um, should be able to, adjust and be like look we hired you in maybe we we hired you at 30 bucks an hour and you're a 35 dollar an hour tech or you're a 35 or uh 37 bump you up accordingly and make it worth their time to work for you but you're you're sorry uh, uh you're not a, a flat rate tech patreon are you me no yeah. okay never mind i'll talk I need to you to about be, it after yeah. spill a secret literally yeah. just released a patreon episode <laughs> Have you, it's really good. Have you filled out his uh, little salary thing? No, I haven't even yeah. looked at Shout it. Shout out! But um, if if you're on if you're a technician, go fill out on flatratetechpodcast.weebly.com. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's got a a little um, what would you call it? Spreadsheet or a it's, breakdown? It's of, a breakdown of different pay rates throughout yeah. the U.S. and it's helped out a lot of people. Yeah. 
Well, that's something that, you know, when you're in, I'm on a different, I feel disconnected a little bit from being just a, a mechanic these days. But if you are just a mechanic, a company man, somebody that just wants to show up and get paid, go look at that and kind of judge uh, what you make versus what other people make. Not necessarily so that you get bent out of shape about it, but it's helpful for somebody who's coming into the industry or um, because, you know, places like UTI and Lincoln Tech and WyoTech, they'll all tell you, well, this is the you could expect to make this much money at this many years of experience. But like show us some hard numbers, something that like accurately justifies or represents what people actually make in the industry. Cause I feel like a lot of people see those numbers and they're like, Oh, well I'm going to go get a job and I'm going to be making 30 bucks an hour right off the bat. Yep. And, uh, you know, my story, I went to Lincoln tech and the first job I got out of there, I think I was making like 11 bucks an hour. It's like, this is some bull. I'm, I'm like, um, screwed if this is what it's, <laughs> I got to look forward to, but yeah. I was working at an automotive dealer and, uh, yeah, that didn't last long. So once you, uh, and if you do fill that out, kind of put in what you do, maybe it'll incentivize, uh, people, more people to join the, the diesel side or the heavy equipment side. But in reality, like, um, I don't know what automotive techs make, but I feel like there's a lot more money to be made in the, uh, Heavy, on our side. yeah, yeah. Big, Heavy, bigger yeah. things, bigger money. I actually, but. I, I, I kind of want to talk about something that has to do with that. But did you have anything you wanted to say? I thought no, you were getting ready to talk. No, go for it. Um, it's a broken record bullshit about like trying to get new people, new technicians, younger kids into the trades or whatever into wrenching. How much of that is not true? Like people not wanting to work like how about like fellows like me or or chris over here that are comfortable at their job and don't want to leave you know is what i'm getting at is i constantly get approached by people whether it's linkedin or people that know me that used to be my customers that are like hey you should come work over here you know we'll pay you or whatever you're making we'll we'll beat that type shit mm-hmm. yeah and I'm in a comfortable spot to where I don't want to leave just for the money. Right. So how much of that is actually going on right now? Are people afraid to leave or any of that stuff? Because everybody's really competitive when it comes to technicians. But say your ass goes over there, you're the first one that gets fired when shit slows down. Maybe, maybe not. How, but. how much of the, the tech shortage is people just being comfortable where they're at? Well, I don't know that it's necessarily that. Um kind of a in addition to that i do actually have a a guy this is a funny story i'll tell it on the podcast because I, I don't know that he listens but <laughs> i showed up to the shop here one day i ran out for a service call and i come back and uh my wife drives a toyota highlander and i pull up and there's a toyota highlander in the parking lot that's the same color about the same year model i'm like you know she'll be up here sometimes but i didn't realize i was like i don't think she's coming to the shop right now well i get out and there's this uh, older couple. They're talking to my guy in the shop who was working that day. And uh, I go over. I'm like, I swear that was my wife's car. But I'm like, what are you? You know, what can I do for you? How's it going today? And they're like, Oh well, our son's he's in uh, he's in high school and he really wants to be a diesel mechanic. But he's working at a at a Toyota dealership. And we just saw your place over here. We want to talk to you and maybe see if uh, it's something he could talk to you about and kind of get an intro into. So. 
he actually rode with me about a week, uh, about the first week back from, uh, it wasn't, let's see, I think it was the day after Christmas. So like that Tuesday he rode with me and showed him the ropes and talked to him a little bit, but I was like, why are you wanting to get in a diesel? He's just, he, that's what he wanted to do. And I'm like, interesting. That's cool. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are interested um, because, you know, everybody wants to be a famous YouTuber podcaster like Colton Fuck. over here. So nobody wants to, <laughs> nobody wants to go out and do the hard work, but you know, being a, being a mechanic, I think is pretty rewarding career, especially if you're somebody who like hates the, um, corporate or the kind of, uh, the staleness of a, of a nine to five, like a office job or something, especially, uh, people coming up. It's like, I think that it would be pretty cool. Um, I know a lot of places don't have kind of that shop class anymore or that, uh, just even to get the, get your feet wet on doing something other than what's presented to you as well, just go to the four year college and then get a, get a reliable job or whatever. But, um, on that, I was talking to Mr. Davey yesterday and he was saying that, uh, during the winter break, his daughter got to ride with him and he's like, we showed up to a job site and she was just sitting in the truck and the customer came out and said that, uh, he's like, Hey, why doesn't she just, we're going to go, uh, run the, the, um, I'm drawing a blank here, motor grader. And, um, he's like, she can ride in there and watch us move and operate and everything. And she can control it. And so I was like, dude, that'd be like, if That's I was awesome. a kid and I got to ride in a motor grader, I'd be mm-hmm. like stoked. Well, even my son now, he's like, I really want to just go for a ride in a big rig. You right. Know? I want to go see what's inside of it and all right. that stuff. I'm like, next time I can make it happen, yeah. I'll make it happen. Well, you were here um, when everybody came up to the shop yeah. that day. My boys were just in that cow hauler. They were like honking the horn and getting <laughs> up in there. Awesome. And uh, they were showing them all their fancy switches and everything. And I'm like trying to put a mirror in. I'm yeah. like, don't touch anything. But at the same time, it's 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 cool to get them. Uh, even if you're not going to do something like that, just to be around it, just to get the experience of it. That you know, there's a lot more out there than just going to a, a four year school and ending up with a bunch of college loans and you know i've got family that um one of them did like film and art directing and they don't use any of that stuff no they, no. they there's no way but yeah. then you got your other brother that does the all that and it's i love oh, watching yeah. his videos well he ne- he didn't go to school for any of that he really? just he's figured it out as he went so what is the deal with this kid that went for a ride with you or whatever so i talked to him um at the same time of, um, so he rode with me the week before, or yeah, it was right after Christmas and I had interviewed and actually made an offer and hired a guy and his plan was to start after the new year's. So he's working now, um, in the shop and he's rode with me a couple of times, but the, uh, the kid, he's, uh, he's still working at the Toyota, uh, dealership doing quick lube. He pretty much no experience, but he, um, you know, he's a hand he he wants to learn he's talking about going to a trade school and um we're gonna sit down and talk a little bit more by the time he gets closer to graduation because he's gonna be graduating i think in may he said and then his plan was to go to the trade school and i'm like look if you want like i can't promise you to that i'm gonna pay you like a technician but i could pay you to be around and help out and if uh you know depending on how things go around the shop and how things grow in the in the field work 
I'm not opposed to having somebody start from the bottom because you, you, you show them well, yeah. you want. Yeah. You ever get those mechanics? I got 20 years experience. Yeah. No names mentioned, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about it. I know the, uh, I know the backstory. Um, so sometimes you get those guys, you hire them in, you want to pay them good to compensate them well so that you get them in the door. And then they turn out to just be another, uh, you know, another regular old, uh, I wouldn't say scumbag, but uh, some of those that don't quite live up to the expectations or they bring in bad habits or a bad attitude or, you know, um, you know, the old saying goes, uh, a bad apple spoils the whole bunch. You ever have those kind of mechanics around that just your your zen your energy your life okay. force of the shop zen. yeah <laughs> sponsor well, us yeah <laughs> you're um, pretty much all your just when they're around it's like a drag to be around them uh i've worked with a couple of those guys and the day Steven. they get fired or the day they quit uh, <laughs> hating on steven over here again <laughs> just trying to be a famous youtuber like you colton no but um Anyways, yeah, you get those old guys who sometimes they can do the work or they can't, but you're like, I'd rather just hire a new guy. And and I may learn to regret that or come to regret that statement, but sometimes if you can just put your trust in someone and kind of actually bring them up and teach them the way that you want things done, I think that it might possibly be uh, very beneficial. And in the meantime, it's like, hey, I can use a parts runner or I can use a just xyz name this stuff if he can listen and he can do what i ask him to do and he can learn and retain knowledge then i think it would be worth it now the whole big thing is this is uh so what i didn't tell you about my story is i did try to go to college after high school and i made it to thanksgiving break i didn't even make it a full semester Mm. and then said hey this is not for me and left what were you going for? Uh, ag management and ag business. Uh, isn't that what your wife did? Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, those yeah. degrees yeah. are not helpful in the real world. Maybe the right. business degree. Yeah. But You're not going to be a, no comment. a farmer, rancher, slash do-it-all, a manager? No, but I did the apprenticeship thing not once but twice. I did the whole apprenticeship to be an electrician and then left the electrical field because I got tired of layoffs because – this project based. So you finish the project and you get laid off. Now you're out of work for three months and I have no paycheck coming in, find the next gig and then work that for three months and do this over and over and over again. So you're always chasing money and it's tiring. Mm-hmm. So when I left and came to do into the equipment world, it was, Hey, you don't know anything. So you know where you start back at the bottom, <laughs> Very so bottom, yeah. go through a whole nother apprenticeship and come out and honestly i think that's a better way to do it because you get to learn the little things they don't tell you in school like hey these are the tools that you need to do your job (laughs) if we want to go into that before we before we dive into that um you know i we hit on schooling sometimes we talk about you know whether it's a trade school uti any of those schools and everybody has their different takes on it you went to school, obviously. Um, I did. And I still get messages. What do you suggest I do? I want to go to school. I want to learn. It's like, go listen to this episode, you know. Um, 
what are your guys' take on schooling versus just going and trying to find an apprenticeship? Because I've said it multiple times to people, like, just go find an apprenticeship, whether it's at an automotive dealership or heavy equipment, or oh. go work for a company like I do and maybe be able to get trained by somebody. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of school. It can help some people, yeah. but it's less hands-on than... I believe that... A, an apprenticeship will teach you things that school can't. So you'll you'll learn the tooling and the equipment that you need to do your job. But you'll also learn, like, if you're in a field service aspect, you'll learn, like, hey, this is the proper way to talk to a customer. Mm -hmm. This is the things. There's some things you don't want the customers always to know. You don't need to walk them through every single step that you did to fix their machine. And some of these newer guys coming into the industry, then you, don't, you need to understand, hey, this is how you properly tell a customer. This is how you write a service report. Um, when you go and do a job and you're having to turn that report into a, um, your manager or something like you need to know, they need to know everything you did. And those are the things you're going to learn in an apprenticeship from riding with a technician in a truck or being in a shop in a truck, being in a shop, working on those equipment. You're going to learn those little things that they won't teach you in school. School might teach you, Hey, this is how you tear down this and rebuild it, but they're not mm -hmm. going to teach you the actual day to day the the smaller things of the industry that we're in yeah that or here's an engine rebuild it they don't tell you about the part where you got to pull it out or try to do it in the truck <laughs> or the machine <laughs> yeah hey there's this one bolt yeah. that's way in the back that you have to somehow figure out to get your hand back there mm -hmm. just finger it out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um on on school um i talked to that young man and I was telling them how when I went through the program, um, a lot of guys had the the GI Bill that got them free schooling, and then they got paid if they were considered a full time student. Mm -hmm. And so these guys were already like, you know, maybe a army mechanic or somebody, you know, loosely I'll use that word mechanic. But they go, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to get paid to be a full time student. I'm just going to show up, and they didn't really care or put any effort into it. And I was there. Um, you know, trying to apply myself, trying to learn what I could when I went to school. I'm like, if I'm paying for it, I might as well learn. But um, sometimes that can be kind of discouraging when you're around people who or other people are like, well, I'm just doing it because my mom told me I had to do something. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I took it very seriously, but everyone didn't. So it's um, it's kind of one of those things where for some reason, I don't know if it's just a something that you ever get people who give you a hard time for trying hard and you're like oh, no yeah. i'm like i'm i'm serious about this like i'm trying to make something out of it mm -hmm. oh you're try hard you're just trying to be a suck up blah 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 it's like no i'm trying to learn and get my money's worth here yeah and so that was another thing that was in there where it's like i'm trying to get every i want to do you know if we're rebuilding the differential i want to do it i want my hands in there i want to be able to get in and and actually um so the first time I have to do this in a shop or whatever, I'm not sitting there trying to figure it out and have to learn with nobody around. Do you need a water? I need a water. Yeah, I was going to say we should pause because I drank. So I drank a cup of coffee this morning on the way here, and then I stopped to get my liquid death because yeah. I wanted to get sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't have some like, oh, man, they got hot chocolate here. So I got big old cup of hot chocolate, and then I just drank that thing and fucking... I got to piss again, so let's pause it. Pause break. What do you think? Go. <sighs> no smooth jazz. No smooth no jazz. No elevator music. 
that's too hard to edit stuff in yeah. anymore. I just like to record it and release it. Get right back to it. But we're going to talk tools, I guess. I thought but, we were going to talk about AIDS. Oh, oh we're going to talk about that, too. That, that too. Um, <laughs> but me and Chris here, we're dealing with some guy on, I don't even remember what service trucks page it was. One it was, of them. I think it was service trucks. Anonymous, maybe? Uh, no. Man, no, no, it wasn't service. It was just the exact service trucks page. And some guy... I'm hopping in a truck. I need to know what tools I need. It's like, how do you, do you think that's a dumb question, Joe? Me personally, I don't think it's a dumb question unless you're like, I get the intention behind the post because I would feel, um, if I didn't have any experience, uh, so I'll explain it this way. When I got into the service truck, I had rode with, uh, Andy at the time was the one running the service trucks out of the, uh, Fort Worth branch that or the South Fort Worth branch I worked for. And, uh, I rode with him a couple of times and he showed me, Hey, I have this cool little coolant pump that I pump all the coolant back into the truck. And I've got, you know, this and that, and a, a battery jump pack. And I've got all these other things that you might not use on a day to day at the shop. But when you're in a service truck, um, you know, sometimes you get to a, a customer's location and you're just there to program parameters or something the batteries are dead and it's like well do you have jumper cables on your truck do you have a battery jump start how are you gonna you know you're not in a shop where you walk over grab the battery charger plug it into the wall and charge the truck so there are um if it was a little bit more well phrased along the lines <laughs> yes. of what uh are some things that i might not know that i would need I could understand that. But if you're just asking what tools do I need, let's start off with like hand tools. Yes. Do you have all the hand tools you need to work in a shop? Then put but that on your truck. I'm not going to answer that. If the <laughs> right. answer is no. Yeah. Well, that's the thing the about truck. Facebook is it's like nobody's here to be your babysitter. Yeah. So if you're posting at least um, w describe – uh, correctly what the question is you're asking but everyone doesn't do that they're like what trucks what tools might i need you're like everything yeah pretty much or do like i did if you put think you need it toys. you probably do i don't know i it, it was it's just frustrating sometimes some of those questions like that because that guy seemed like hey i just got hired i'm going in a truck what tools like yeah. every everything yep I'm as not going to give you, you a fit. list. This is like, you need wrenches number eight to 19. Yeah. Like a coolant pressure yeah. tester. I don't know. It, like speaking of coolant pressure testers, hmm. what kind of coolant pressure tester do you have? The one that I have both the hand pump and the uh, yeah. air hose. Yeah. The, sure the hand pumps are, um, I feel like, uh, they have their time and a place. Obviously, when you can't reach an air hose or whatever, you kind of need that. But um, when I was early in my career and I bought the fancy one that hooks up to the air hose, I uh, learned a valuable lesson of pressurize your system and then turn the air supply off. <laughs> um, I was working on a Detroit. I'd actually um, I'd swapped the engine over, and I was uh, I had a coolant leak. And I pressurized the system. I'm checking everything, and there's a hose clamp that's loose. And I had my air regulator turned to, you know, 15 PSI. And uh, I didn't shut off the air system to it. And I tightened that air or that clamp a little too much. And that clamp decided to bust 
<laughs> and I was on the other side of the engine, so it had a constant supply of 15 psi pressurizing the system, and it made a gigantic mess. So yeah, if I, you had a I hand pump, it would have just bled off pressure. Yeah, but yeah, I I only have hand pump now. I yeah. do have a pressure regulated one, but I'm pretty sure it's in my garage because I the hand pump one is just more convenient. You just like pumping it, right? Yeah practice uh, <laughs> practice i i use that it's just way more convenient climbing up on an escalator and having to drag an air hose out from a truck and all this shit yeah speaking of air when's the last time you've used a half inch air impact uh, actually um recently yeah um i forget why i don't oh it's because i lost my fucking gun oh right so i think i lost it steven thinks one of the crew guys stole it Hmm. Someone Which, show up with a fancy new Milwaukee. Well, we're all switching over to Milwaukee, so I don't know if maybe they thought, "Oh, we left it here." Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I got a new one now, but I bust out the old fucking Matco Ingersoll Ram, and uh, she still got balls. Went to town. Yeah, still did her job. I have a Mac Mini three eighths as well. I need to bust out. I actually used my quarter inch Snap on. Uh, air ratchet the other yeah. day too <sighs> i still love that noisy little fucker i was gonna say that's the part that i hated the most about an air ratchet is how noisy they are they are so loud that, that thing is it screams how old am i i'll be 35 next week i got it when i was 18 that's how old it is and vintage it's still, yeah got the old cursive snap-on logo i'm just kidding <laughs> but uh ah. Uh, what were you talking about earlier with tools? Um, what kind of specialty tools do you carry? <laughs> I hate that fucking yeah. question. <laughs> well, <sighs> okay. So in my industry, they don't make the specialty tools. So any special, anything, anything we consider specialty tooling is usually welded on the back of our truck right. and then used usually pullers and stuff like that. Cause we'll re, re we'll rebuild like gearboxes in the air. Right. So we're pulling these gearbox covers and you're hoping that everything stays on the shaft where it's supposed to and bearings don't start falling on people's heads when you pull right. it. <laughs> he said shaft. <laughs> when you pull the cover off. But as far as like, um, we have like load limiter programs for the, like the electrical side of things. So you have in our cranes, we have a little load limiter module and you can set it. So if you have a 10 ton crane, but you only want them to be able to pick up seven and a half tons, you can, plug it in and program it. So oh. it's a, once you pick up seven and a half tons, the crane's going to say, Hey, no, you can't go up anymore. Well, they'll always let you put the load back down. So my crane's the same way on my truck. Yeah. So we can program those things. Oh. And then like so I have hydraulic it. pressure tests, test testing equipment on my, on my truck mm -hmm. for like the hydraulic side of things. Cause we do do dock cranes and I got you. actually I, we, we've gotten <clears throat> calls to go work on like a truck crane off a service truck quite a few times i get those i tried to lift that water tank off the water truck yesterday with my, just my crane yeah and it was like right there but it was like right as i start to pick it up it's like no 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 you have the little vibrator in yeah, your handle yep. in my hand <laughs> like come on it's right there the funny thing is is every time we get a call it's like hey we have a truck crane that's like not doing xyz we all know it's just an immediate sigh of just like i know this thing's been ran through yeah. And it's just going to be a nightmare. I I got to do my first 
recall on a service truck recently because uh, I run a maintainer. And they called and said, hey, there's a recall. Okay, yeah, we'll get it taken care of. Well, it was for the crane acting up on its own, and my shit would just start moving. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. So I took it in, and they fixed it. Just some type of reprogramming. Never never dealt with that, but it had a mind of its own. It would just raise and then, like, oh, that's awesome. start to swing. Was, was it was it what was it like the remote the module for the remote? I have no idea. They took it back and operated on it and said, "Here you go. Here's the key." I was there ten minutes, maybe. Huh? That's kind of just flipped a switch back there. Yeah, probably. Like, we needed ass. something to do today. Yeah. <laughs> just had to tighten the worm gear on the swing motor. <laughs> there was exactly. a uh, there was a recall back when I was working at Kenworth, and it was literally like check to see if the ABS light comes on when you cycle the key, and then flash the software. And uh, it was when COVID was happening. I was, uh, my service manager's like, find something to do. So I'm like, all right. I started finding VIN numbers on the, uh, on my regular customers' trucks. And I'd go through and just put them in the system to check for campaigns and recalls. I put six, he said, at the time he said, um, don't clock on the idle time. If you have a ticket open, just stay on that ticket. And so I'm like, all right. So I made a ticket. I drove out to Granbury, flashed this thing. It paid like 0.2. I drove out there, stayed on that ticket like six hours. And he comes to me one day. He's like, hey, uh, there was this recall that you did for this customer. And uh, it said you had six hours on the ticket. I said, that's what you told me to do is not clock out of a ticket if I had one open. So I found something to do and I did it and, uh, you know, kept busy for the day. He's like, oh, okay. But I'm like... At that point in time, they were just telling us to do anything, and uh, I did a lot of unnecessary recalls or maybe the ones that may have never got done. Just found something to do. I've been trying to do some truck organization, like building racks and stuff for certain things, and it's like I get all into this, and then... I have to stop. It makes me so mad. Like I made some cool, this cool ass hook for my torches. Cause I'm tired of them just laying around and made this rack for my grinders to hang on and all this shit. And you're in the middle of it, middle yeah. of it. You have to we go got do an something. escalator down. Ah, fuck. The worst part is when you, the worst part is when you do it on the weekend and you have everything out of your truck. I don't know how to do it on the weekend. My wife won't let yeah. me. I don't oh, get I that do. carried away. I, I know do. if I start taking stuff out, I'm yeah. going to lose interest. Then I'm like, yeah, I'll do them one at a time like that, like you were talking Tyler about. Tyler Crawford did that shit. Yeah. Have you seen that video? <laughs> I watched it, yeah. Where he fucking, he's like, all right, I, I'm doing this. And then, well, I realized I'm, I got to do this. So dude, he just yeah. drug everything out of his truck all because of one thing. It was insane. I watched this video on Tecmo last night of the Mueller kept sending him a bunch of tools. Hmm. And I was dying. He was like, oh, yeah, there's this one-foot extension. I'm going to stick a 10-foot pipe on the end and break the hell out of it. <laughs> I was like, I like this guy. I was at a – at a. you ever been to the Pate swap meet at Tecmo Speedway? The what? Oh, I have. Pate. No. P-A-T-E. And they sell, like, hot rod stuff, but – I was going through and they had this tool booth and it was just like, I mean, I guess these guys went around from probably, uh, you know, the swap meets and everything else and just uh, collected all these tools and they were selling them. And they had this like, it was like 18 inch long, three quarter drive extension. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to use that for, but I'm going to buy it. And it's chrome. I'm like, I have uh, one. Yeah. 
It's like I haven't broke it yet, but every once in a while you put it on something and you get some flex and you're just like, uh, today might be the day. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> well, punch yourself in the mouth. <clears throat> Is that important? No. I was okay. going to say, this guy, I'm not going to, well, anyways, I inquired about a chassis that a guy had for sale on Facebook Marketplace and I didn't realize it was for a guy who was selling them at a truck dealership and uh, now he's called me like 10 times and he's telling, you know, oh, are you still interested? Are you looking for something else? Is there something I can help you with? I'm like, I'm glad you're enthusiastic but I was literally just asking what you were asking on the asking price. Like a cabin chassis? Yeah. Okay. I have a, I might do a chassis swap on 002 but I don't know. You have to fucking uh, get yourself a cease and desist. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, when we bought, my wife and I bought our little car, we went and checked a bunch of shit out. We right. went to Kia, Toyota, all these places. Well, we went and checked out the Kia Telluride's because that was the thing back in the day. Still is. And really liked the car, but I'm like, man, we get, I like the Honda. I, it's just, we got to get that. Anyway, my wife still, we bought that car two years ago, and she still gets calls from Kia. Like, yeah. hey, you're interested? No, yeah. We're just following up. How's it going? You want to buy another car? You guys told us it would be like six months before we can even get a car. Why would I right. want to buy it? Speaking of uh, those kind of shenanigans <laughs> that happen when you're buying vehicles. Oh, my. Uh, so one time, it was probably about six years ago, I was looking for a specific pickup, and uh, I found one at a dealer, and they had it listed. And I said, I'm coming in this Saturday. I want to test drive it and look it over. And I get there and he, you know, hey, what, you know, I just want to make sure we're looking at the right one. What is it? And, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to set you up for a test drive, blah, blah, blah. He wanted my driver's license. I gave it to him. He's like, well, we're just going to hold that while we go for the test drive. Well, we walk around the lot. And then as soon as like we get out of the building, he's like, oh, well, uh, actually, they sent that one to auction, so it's not here anymore. And I'm like, well, that's the only one I was interested in. He's like, oh, can I show you this one or that one? I said, no, like, that's the only one I was interested in. I was like, can I get my license back? I'm trying, like, I don't want to look at a Ford. I don't want to look at a Chevrolet. Fuck. I said, I only wanted a Ram. Vietnam flashbacks. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to, like, I'm a nice guy, but like, this is, I feel very manipulated here. I'm like, come on, man. Like, no, I don't want any of your gas motors. I wanted a, a specific Ram and that was on the lot. And it was like an Acura dealership. He's like, is there anything else I can help you with? I'm like, literally, no, just give me my license back. I'm leaving. The yeah. whole give me your license thing is the biggest scam. Yeah. Um, so they can have your information. Dude. Well, I, I get it, though. Um, if, you, you know, if you're taking a vehicle for a test drive, but it's like, what am I going to drive the uh, – <laughs> am I going to keep the uh, salesman with me while I – or let him out at a stoplight? Yeah. Force I, him out? I – uh, you were giving me Vietnam flashbacks. This is uh, this happened to me when I was young. Elk Grove Dodge. I'm calling you out because yes. you guys <laughs> suck. Elk Grove, California Dodge. I forget what the. I think that's what it's called. Maybe Nilo Dodge. I don't fucking remember. You're anyway, calling out the wrong company. Over yeah, <laughs> fucking something Just over in Nebraska or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went in when I was young. And I found the Dodge that I wanted. I was going to buy a Dodge used pickup, and it was a 24-valve and nice truck. And, like, this is the truck I want. Told them how much I have put down, and they go fill out that credit application, all this bullshit. I'm with my dad, and 
my dad's like, hey, let's run over to Starbucks right here you know, while they wait or while they're doing their thing. So we run over there, come back, and the guy runs up to me. Oh, my God, congratulations. I've got great news. Shakes my hand. We got you a truck like that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck, yeah. I get, yeah. I'm getting a diesel. I'm right. like 20 years old. Right. And uh, like, okay, cool. Let's go back and take care of it. And the guy goes, you know, we go, we get back there and sit down. And the guy goes, only problem is I can't get you that truck. We can I'm get like, you a brand new one that's yeah, well, 72 months. and yeah, yeah, we can get you this brand new Dodge gas yeah. pickup. Yeah, and you're like, all this it. shit. I'm like, I don't want a gas truck. I want right. this diesel right here. Oh, well, you know, it, it's used. The finance company doesn't want to work with you with this because your credit's not, you know, built up enough or... And my dad fucking was like, you're a fucking asshole, right to the guy. <laughs> so we went right next door to the Chevy dealership. I ended up buying a used Chevy or GMC uh, gas pickup, which I didn't want, but I couldn't pass it up. It was owned by an old guy. It had like low miles on it, and it was a good-looking truck. So My dad, he is the stickler about car dealerships. Cannot stand them. Um, when I was a kid, he had, uh, he had this GMC, or no, he had a Crown Vic. He had retired from his previous company, and that was his work car. And part of his severance package was he get, they gave him the car. They were hmm. going to send it to auction. They're like, here, take it. Well, he worked for a big oil and gas. And, well, the car, the transmission started slipping. It's like, okay, I need a new car. So he pulls up to a GMC dealership, parks it. I'm with him, and he's arguing with this guy. I'm not buying the car today. I'm not buying the car today. We go to leave. Nothing. He has that. He's got. <laughs> he's got neutral in every gear. He has to walk in there and be like, "All right, I'm buying the car." Do you guys have sawdust by chance? <laughs> yeah, dude. It was it was bad. He had the the car he bought was like end up being a complete tour. He had it for like a year and a half and was like, "All right, I'm getting rid of this." He's right. he's financed one vehicle in his life, and it was the vehicle he got to get rid of that that piece of crap. I will. Uh, I, I've had really good experiences at car dealerships, and I've had really bad ones. But like, I'll give a shout out to fucking Fort Worth Honda. They've treated us so good. Whenever it's buying a car there or just service, the great people. Well, hook me up because we're looking for. A, well, we're yeah. We talked about it the other day, but might be a, a time in my wife's life where she got to be a minivan mom here. Nah, yeah. get her the SUV yeah. like we got because we're about to yeah. step it up. Well, we need third row seating and uh, our Toyota has it, but it's like for midgets. And uh, Could you fit yeah. back there? No, absolutely not. <laughs> my uh, four-year-old son, he barely fits back there with his car seat, uh, but he fell asleep the other day in it and I had to get him out and we've got the... Uh, my wife's already got the new car seat loaded, and then my two-year-old's in a car seat. So I'm, like, leaning over the back of the seat, and I'm trying to <laughs> hoist my son over, and I'm, like... Trying to breathe. Yeah. I'm, like, I need... Uh, we need something a little more accessible, but it's, like, uh, you know, you get to looking at those new Suburbans and the Cadillac Escalade, and you're, like, that'd be wants. nice, but that's a little outside mm. my price range right now. My wife has a Buick Enclave, yeah. And- it's uh, it's cool because it has that you have the captain seats in the front. Well, the second row is also the captain seat, so they can walk. There's an aisle, right? They can walk to the back, and everything folds up. Yeah. But she's been asking me. We just got her this thing, and she's been asking me. She's like, "I really want a white Tahoe." Yeah. I was like, "You and every other yeah, mom, yeah. you and every other mom in the state of Texas wants a white Tahoe with black rims." 
I, I know where you can get a school bus. Yeah. <laughs> I want yeah. it. Don't tempt me. I'll buy a school bus. The funniest thing is, is uh, when I got my driver's license, the the our family vehicle at the time was a 15 passenger Ford van because there was oh, 11 so cool. of us. Yeah, there's so, a lot of you. Yeah. <laughs> so we literally looked like a oh a handful when we showed up to a place. It's like oh, there's the cashins. We know who's coming. <laughs> no, I'm one out of but, four kids. And yeah, my mom has a. Ford Expedition, the extended length. That thing was a bus. Right. And then last year she traded her, she got rid of it. Uh, she has had, she had like three or four of them. She just get a new model every couple of years. And she went and bought a bright red Toyota convertible. Interesting switch over there. Yeah, cool. exactly. I was like, you went from a school bus to that. Certain point, no reason to have one. Everybody moves out and moves on. Oh, uh, dude, she yeah. does all sorts of yeah. fun stuff in that thing. Like, she, she runs a fostering organization for dogs out of Houston. Hmm. And so every t- once in a while, I'll swing by her house. And, like, she has a dog crate with, like, a German Shepherd and a crate in the backseat of a convertible with the yeah. top down because it doesn't fit with the <laughs> top up. Like, this is <laughs> nice. Dude, it's like she, she uses that thing as a truck. It's ridiculous. Do we uh, want to hit on any more topics? Uh, yeah. I know you... We had a little story there. We we kind of talked about it a little bit, but, um, you know, some of the job sites you get to work on, I haven't had the pleasure of working on a landfill like I know you've talked about and others <laughs> have. Um, and that would be a place where you could potentially pick up, like, a infectious disease. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you get stabbed this. by, like, a needle oh, yeah. or something. And you go home and you're like, yeah, uh, I've got to go to the doctor because, yeah, safety issues there. But um, I was at a scrapyard the other day uh, working, and the the guy who's wrapping up, we were there kind of late. They were about ready to close down, and um, this guy comes up. He's like, hey, there's a hand wash station over here if you want to clean up before you get out of here. Because, of course, the truck we're working on is a a piece of work that is very dirty. And, is that the one yeah. you put the motor in? Yep. <laughs> and I don't know if I told that story, but we put a, we put a used motor with more miles than the truck had on it into the truck. <laughs> Oh, that's it was a service yeah, truck, yeah. right? It was a service truck, but that thing hasn't left the yard in ten years. It's got foam foam filled tires. It, I mean, it is beat to hell. And uh, they're like, "Well, it's a good truck. We just don't want to get rid of it." It had a little C seven Caterpillar, and it had so much blow by that when you started it with the valve, I was I was looking at it for a high pressure uh, oil issue, and I'm like, I think it needs a Huey pump, and it it probably needs injectors too. And uh, I pulled the valve cover off. I was going to do a little digging under there. And I had the guy crank on it and just exhaust started coming up past like <laughs> the, the oil passages and everything. I'm like, well, if we put Huey pump and injectors in this thing, you're going to still have a plumb worn out motor. So I said, I think you just need to go ahead and bite the bullet. If you want to keep this truck, put a motor in it. And so they get on eBay and found themselves a, a cheap used, um, uh c7 out of a short bus and uh the tag on it says freightliner short bus uh you know whatever two hundred twenty-five thousand miles the truck only had i'm sure it had a, a ton of hours on it but it only had one hundred forty thousand on it so we swapped this motor over put it all together and that's where i was working that day um <clears throat> of course we're covered in everything that had leaked on this truck over the last you know 10 years, 20 years. 
and filthy and I go to wash up in that hand washing station and for whatever reason like this weird thought went through my head and I'm like you know this would be the kind of place where you don't know who's been in here and you might have some uh interesting individuals but I'm like checking my hands I'm like I'm making sure I don't have any cuts or anything on me (laughs) I'm like it'd be something you you come in here you wash your hands and you touch something that someone you know touched on or did whatever uh sort of unsavory acts that those kind of people do and you're like, next thing you know, you're you're not feeling good. And you go to the doctor and they're like, uh, sir, you have AIDS. And it's like, where, I know exactly where I got it from. And it's like, yeah, First thing it, it, would been, yeah it would have been this sink that I'm washing up at. <laughs> I promise but it's not been a, yeah, It would have been movie. a weird explanation of how I accidentally caught AIDS because I was washing my hands at a, like, a scrapyard. You just had a whole movie go through yeah. your head. <laughs> Dude, I it, worked some... Or the worst places I work is are, are weld shops. So you have all the welders on the ground floor and all that soot from the grinding dust just gets up mm. and it settles on top of these overhead cranes and then you go up there and it's like, Oh, you have no you have yeah. no down, it's making a grinding noise. Yeah. Go up there and you're walking through a foot and a half of like soot. It's you wanna <sighs> wear a respirator or something up dude, there. Honestly, th- there's a few times I've been in some places I was like, dude, I really shouldn't be breathing this crap in. And every single time, I was like, hey, I'm fine. Asbestos. Yep. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm fine. You have mesothelioma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that or woodyard cranes. Woodyard cranes are horrible. Hmm. Uh, have you ever been to uh, like a paper plant? No. Well, I've, I've passed them and smelled them. Oh, they, that's good enough for fun me. Fun fact, yeah. that, that smell will stay in your headliner of yeah. your service truck for <laughs> up to two months. Okay. Yeah. That's me how I know. <laughs> There's one down in Beaumont. Actually, I think it's in Vider, Texas. And there's a wood yard crane. So all these trucks from the logging industry come and drop these things off. And there's this giant crane that's above them. And, well, they have sprayers to keep the wood, like, moist. Well, when you're up there working on it, it doesn't move. They don't turn the sprayers off. So the entire time you're up there messing with electrical and trying to do all this, and you're just getting rained on. So no thanks for me oh, right dude. there. I did it once and I'm happy I don't work for the company that services that place anymore because I hated that crane. I do have another topic. Okay. okay. So a couple of years ago, I posted on Facebook or one of the service truck pages. Uh, you ever seen that Mr. Whistle and Diesel? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he's kind of controversial to some people, yeah, but just uh, just annoying. Don't like these yeah, big fucking no. <laughs> Uh, anyways, he was doing a, a little video on how his dad had a skid steer stolen a long time ago. And I just had the thought that went through my head. But I posted on the truck uh, on the page, um, kind of seeing if anybody had ever had to had a similar situation. But you ever worked on a, a stolen machine or uh, any sort of things like that? I don't think so. No. Well, because I was thinking about it cars. when he was talking about trying to track it down. I'm like, you know, every machine that goes into for service at a dealership will obviously have the VIN number and everything put in there. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of do maybe a reverse engineering search on if this thing had ever been worked on. But, uh, I was kind of wondering if, you know, you ever been called out to work on something that, you know, maybe had, you get a bad feeling and you're like, I don't know about this. This kind of seems like a sketchy job. Maybe. No. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Been long, I've been doing this a long time, so I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't ran into that. 
But, um, yeah, it's like you show up and someone's asking you to, Hey, can you figure out how to disable this or disable that? Or, and you're like, well, do you own the machine? (laughs) Sometimes you don't even think about it. You just go to work on something. You're like, I'm just here to fix it. And, uh, accessory to a crime. I did like the video you sent me the other day of the guy, like, uh, all the job site closes, all the job sites close at four o'clock or whatever. So if you need to go do some work, I think you sent it to me. Yeah. He's got a bobcat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a uh, side hustle. Yeah, yeah. side it's, hustle. Like, go find, they just leave their machines. Yeah. Go take it after hours and return it in the morning. <laughs> oh, there's been a few customers where it's like they're a high-end customer. They, they're like a manufacturer of some type of equipment. And all their maintenance will leave at 10 o'clock. And we're working third shift. And they don't run a third shift. I'm just walking around this giant factory like, I really shouldn't be in here. I wonder if, like... They're awfully trusting. Right. Yeah. You go, oh, maybe they got cameras or maybe they don't. Maybe yeah, I'll tell you what the customer you. is off the air. But yeah, there's, I go into some cool, like, like I went, I've been in the SpaceX. Yeah. And they have cranes above where they build their rockets and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh. Probably like, a billion dollars in here. It's worth like, of y'all stuff. are real trusting yeah. for some random to, mechanic that y'all hired. We need to get old Elon on the podcast. Yeah. Take some pictures, sell it as, uh, High classified information. No, there's a ton of cameras in all these places, and they make you sign like like stuff like, "Hey, you can't have your phone if you do have a phone." Like you got like if we run inspections, if we find something wrong, you document photo documentation saying, "Hey, this is cracked," or your wire ropes messed up. You recommend you fix it. Yada yada yada. And a lot of the times, we'll have to have like we'll have to go talk to their their like maintenance department or their safety department and get like a special sticker. They want you to put on your hard hat saying you're allowed to have a phone or a, yeah. take a picture inside the facility because it's top secret. It's top secret. Like the way their assembly line works, they don't want it getting out. And hmm. interesting. I had a interesting. I've, had a, I've had a customer like check my phone afterwards. Yeah. They're like, let me see all the pictures. Just put you all your nudes on there. No. Spread. Don't want you to see yeah. that. <laughs> do it on purpose yeah yeah. (laughs) oh yeah i took that one just for you (laughs) like oops oops uh the um i was gonna say i had an interesting email the other day i got someone uh out of the blue uh they're like hey we need to get a quote on some maintenance uh for a bunch of i know you're about this he's only about yeah and they're like uh I, i didn't recognize the name on the the company name so i put it in and they're like, oh, this company's a, a Bitcoin mining facility that builds and they oh, they do all this uh, construction. Then, then they operate uh, the facilities, maintenance, and everything. So I'm putting together a bid for them. But I'm like, if you if you pay the bills, I don't care what you do. It's like I'm not getting paid in Bitcoin, but you can pay me in green green dollars, green things, <laughs> U.S. dollar bills. <laughs> well. I should probably get going. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. I I haven't got dogged yet, but I don't want to push my luck. And I'm hungry. Yeah. Well, my wife said I'm not allowed to take you out to eat today. She (laughs) said I got to go home right after. No. (laughs) That's funny. She said, you always always podcast, and it's like three hours, but it's only like a one-hour podcast. And then... And then if you eat, it's like another two hours. I'm like, we're having a good time. Okay? His wife hates yeah. me. No, she said she wants to be on the podcast. Oh, it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Trust me. That's gonna be a good episode. Yeah, I just told her I'm like, I think before, uh, if we tried to do it before, we had so much stuff going on in December, and then 
obviously now she's at the I'm tired of this kind of stage and it's, I'm tired of this grandpa it's too damn bad it's too damn bad that's what your daughter's saying yeah. uh, or I tell her you ever seen that uh, there's a comedian he's like outside of uh, I don't know where he's at I think he I don't know if it's outside the White House or somewhere but he's like shaking on a gate and he's like let me in you ever seen that oh, maybe no. I've seen I send that, that I to my wife about. I'm like this is the baby she's like let me out <laughs> screaming but It'll happen all in due time, right? <laughs> Until then, I might be off a couple episodes. I think a Mother's Day episode yeah. would be good. Yeah. So. That would be a good one. Get, a tell, get them to tell all of your secrets. How, how bad of a... <laughs> yeah. You might have a, to edit that yeah, one. <laughs> what a broke baby daddy you are. No, <laughs> shit. Chris, uh, sorry we didn't let you talk too much on this episode. We just kind of went... Me and Joe get into it sometimes, and we just fucking go ramble. And you know, you said we're not trying to do a regular old episode, and it's like, well, we need me and you. I feel like need to spend more time together to plan it if <laughs> we're gonna know. do non regular episodes. <laughs> but yeah, no, this man. is how it goes. It goes, hey, Colton, what's up? You want to talk about the episode? Oh, I got something to do. Okay, well, I'll call you later. That's like, like yeah, yeah. called me the other day. Let's try to plan. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of fucking busy at yeah. the moment. Uh, it is what it is. Where can uh, folks find you on social media? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, search my name. Uh, then Chris and, Out of Balance. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Christopher Balance. Uh, if you want to find me on LinkedIn, you can see all the information. I'm a big advocate for my company, so my company's um, link is there. If you want to, if anyone wants to buy a crane, but uh, as far as um, me personally, I'm on Facebook, and then uh, Instagram is Christopher Balance. I'm on there too. So. We can You can find them in Colton's comment section. I don't even remember. No. I think you found me on TikTok, right? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. One of them motherfuckers. I, think. I don't know. I'm on all that. I'm not active on TikTok. So. Fuck TikTok. The Chinese spyware. Yeah. 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 I don't and even TikTok know. TikTok shop. TikTok shop. Yeah, they're pushing hard on that. Fuck. I'm about to delete mine. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's going to be it. Uh,. I guess I'll do it now. If you guys need to get hold of me, certified wrench podcast, gmail.com. And you know the rest. All right, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Soon accepting sponsorships, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, like now yeah. or donations. Yeah. We'll talk about the bus later, but yeah. you could be a potential founding member of the pod band <laughs> or the pod bus. The short we're gonna bus do sponsored something. by. We're going to put together a game plan for. I think that would be a cool idea. I don't think I'd it's going to be a bus. No. I'd like to get like a yeah. box van or something or a truck or anybody something. In, anybody in Albuquerque, New Mexico that has a trailer and wants to drive nine hours to Texas, uh, hit me up because there's a truck out there I want to buy. <laughs> okay. That could be your certified, certified truck. Oh, maybe. All right. That's it. I appreciate you guys coming on again. Colton doesn't uh, care if I shout out my pod or not my podcast, my social media. He's just going to skip right over that and well, close you, it out. You everyone knows where yeah. to find me. You're on every yeah. podcast. Joe. No. <laughs> oh, and by the way, fuck you guys at sweat and grime. Yeah, what always they talking. They just always talk haters. Shit. Always saying fuck you, yeah. Colton. Yeah. And you said fuck. Fuck. Did they start? Fun. Whatever. Did they start before you? Yeah, they started way before me. But guess what? I'm blowing you motherfuckers out of the water. Who's the other one that started after you? There's another one. Oh, James? Yeah. To Vinny? Yeah. 
There's a little, little me. here's a little insider for you guys. Uh, he, James Devaney is going to be on the certified wrench next week. Sweet. Hey, there you go. He's coming all the way from Oakley, Homa to be on my podcast. That's a drive. Yeah, it's a couple hours. It's just the North Texas that Texas didn't want. <laughs> yeah, it's his step, stepsister. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, James. Now he's going to cancel on you because you put it on the podcast. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I can't come. Yeah. Anytime you announce them, it usually never works out. So We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll, if it does, it does. Then I'll just take the weekend off. Darn. Oops. <laughs> hey, you're three, uh, three episodes in this year? Yeah. It's going to be pretty good. Three. Doing better than December. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably still have more yeah. downloads yeah. in December. Yeah. <laughs> just Adios. We'll see you all later. See you guys. Later.